0: Welcome to the Go Find Out podcast. I'm Jennifer Jellif Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome back to Go Find Out, the Career Switch podcast. I'm your host Jennifer Jellifrussell, and this is episode number 73. Today, I'll be interviewing Naya Berry about her journey to becoming a software engineer and how she's helping other women to do the same. But first, let's jump to my personal update. Hey, career switchers! I hope that all of you have been having fantastic luck going after your new careers. Since the last podcast episode, I was able to finish Avocademy's Foundations course, and I received a certificate in UX UI design. I won't go into too much detail here, but I really enjoyed the course. And while I love the overall idea of being a generalist in UX UI design or user experience user interface design, I'm really gravitating towards user experience research. It's kind of my GM apparently. Since this is a totally new field for me, I decided to go ahead and continue on to Afo Academy's Career Jumpstart course. So with that, after one finishes the foundations course, which is kind of the basics of UX UI design, you can then choose to go on and pay to complete the extra career jumpstart course. And that is where you gain a lot more hands-on experience while collaborating with a team of other designers. I officially start that on May 16th, and I'm really, really excited about it and really kind of, you know, digging in even more to the UX UI design and again, more specifically, the UX research side of the house. On the farm front, I have been a little remiss on getting tomatoes uh, and other seedlings into the ground, but you know, another few days won't hurt. Um, I have mostly been working on some like pre course stuff for that career jumpstart program. Um, and then I've also been training for a 100 mile relay race that takes place this weekend. <laughs> Woo! Um, the race is called uh, Riverlands 100. And while I'm really excited about doing it, I am also a little nervous about running 20 miles in the main woods at night. So that's actually when my leg of the relay uh, or my 20 mile leg will occur in the evening yay so hey you know if you don't get another episode next month you'll know it's because i was eaten by the main woods good times Speaking of next episodes, I am going to do something a little different for the next podcast episode. And rather than having a guest, I am going to do a short series of solo episodes that focus on helping you make a career switch. So stay tuned for that next month. All right, that is my personal update for now. Let's jump into the interview with Naya. Today, I'm speaking with Naya Barry, who made a career switch to software engineering and now helps guide others to careers in tech through her business, BFE, or Black Female Engineer. Welcome to the show,
1: Naya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you.
0: Yeah, I'm super stoked to chat with you too. And I appreciate some of the free advice that I just got from you before the show. So awesome stuff. Um, So I really want to talk about BFE um, and your courses there. But first, I do want to hear a little bit more about your journey into tech. What industry did you actually start out in initially? and, And what led up to that switch to software engineering?
1: Yeah. It's so funny, actually. So I was in finance. I was a senior in college, about six weeks away from graduating with a finance and accounting double major. Oh, wow. And let me set the scene. It is March 2020, six weeks from graduation. Oh, no. And- everything, you know, as we all remember very well, just shut down. Everything just shut down. I no longer had classes to go to. I no longer had homework to do. All my classes went past fail. I had all this time on my hands and, you know, graduation is now canceled. And it's just like that whole, um, emotional roller coaster. But, um, there was that, uh, you know, panicky side of things, but there was also the side of things where it's like, wow, I have so much time on my hands. This is, this is fun. <laughs> I actually remember. About two, three weeks went by where I did literally nothing. Like I had back pain from how much I just stayed in bed all day. Like I didn't do a single thing. Everyone was um, working out, making bread and trying to like become better versions You're like, of themselves. Nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm good right here, actually. <laughs> but thank you. Awesome. <laughs> you keep that over there. <laughs> but after like the second, third week, I was like, okay, like let's do something. Let's... Develops in some aspects of our lives. And I had always heard about coding as, and I feel like all of us kind of do like, oh, learn to code. It's so great for career. Right. X, y, and Z. Like, just like people say all the time, oh, make sure you travel. Oh, make sure you learn investments. I feel like coding was that same thing. Like, oh, learn this. And so I was like, okay, well, I already know investments because of finance. I cannot travel because here we are. Right. But <laughs> let me learn. <laughs> how to code a little bit. And so I picked up my laptop and I started coding through just like free resources and everything. I actually remember this Instagram I posted when I started coding like my first few lines and the quote unquote, like it said, I may not be losing weight, but I'm learning something new. yeah, It really was just to learn something new. And it's so funny because within 24 hours, i was so hooked in a way i've never felt before um learning something i was so so hooked the rest of the week i stayed up like two three four in the morning just learning how to code i just couldn't put it down i would wake up so excited to learn and i was just like oh my goodness people really live like this? People actually like love what they do. <laughs> like, what? And so I started panicking a little bit because again, I'm just six weeks away from my graduation oh, yeah. to getting that, you know, diploma. And I was just like, what do I do? And so one thing led to another, I joined the coding boot camp uh, the following month after graduation. So June of 2020, did that until October, 2020 and got signed my first, um, Job offer end of October of 2020. And here we are. Wow. I yeah, very, very uh speedy course. I had no time to waste. I'm kind of the kind of person who, if I like want something really bad, like I'm so obsessed with it and I just can't put it down. Like you could not see me talk to me, get me out, or anything during those six months. And so it was quite the uh quite the ride. Wow, that's
0: so awesome. And so you you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but at what point? Did you know okay this this is it, this is the field for me,
1: like it was in those like five days, so here's the thing, because in those like I'm just making it I think like sound more magical than it was in the moment <laughs> <All right. laughs> because in the moment, I was just panicking like crazy because I didn't know what my options were, I knew that I liked to code, and I saw that there's the things I'm coding out, I was doing at the time, like just HTML and CSS, so just like website creation, and there's whole careers just for that, and then there's whole careers for like front-end development where you focus on like the styles and the interaction uh, users have Mm. with apps and websites and web apps. And so here I am trying to get as much information as I can Mm -hmm. to um, see how to get here, how to get to that career, because especially two years ago, I feel like now it's more common to see people switching into the field. But two years ago, I feel like it very much wasn't, um, and there wasn't a lot of information out there on how to do so, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was in those first few days. I was like, wow, oh, I really love this. Was also like, oh my god, like this is a terrible feeling because now I can't go back to finance. <laughs> like,
0: so. I was gonna say, I bet life in finance would be totally different than what you're doing now.
1: Yes, it's very different. And it sounds like
0: you're so you're much happier in what
1: you're doing now. So that's awesome. It's it's a nice place to be. Yeah. And
0: so, did you did you have any fears when you were making the switch? Especially, you know, a lot of people go go through boot camps, and they're kind of like, okay, am I really ready, right, to to work in this field?
1: Yeah. To be honest, I'm trying to really reflect that. Yeah. To be honest, my biggest fear was when I was telling my parents that I wanted oh. to transition into this field. Yeah. I'm very much growing up. And the kind of person who've been like, I want to be an astronaut, and I want to be a superstar, mm-hmm. I want to be a cook, and it's like every year, it's like, hey, what does Nye want to be today? So, <laughs> so I was very afraid of them being like, okay, here we go again with your hopes and dreams <laughs> and. <laughs> To be honest, that was the biggest fear, and then second to that, then telling my friends. And one, not, now that I think about it, I don't even know if I formally told my friends or if I just like showed up with a job one day in a whole other field. But <laughs> <laughs> but those were my biggest fears. After I got you know their green light, and my mom was extremely supportive. She was like, "Oh no, like do it. You can. I know you can. Just go do it." I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Once I got that, and I to be honest, I didn't feel much fear. I think what I felt most was, okay, now you have to do everything you possibly can to get this, these jobs. And if you don't, it's because you're doing something wrong. So like, let's fix it. Let's see how you can better your job strategy. Let's fix your resume. We were just talking about resumes offline. Mm-hmm. So it's, a me problem I saw it as, not a, oh, it's because people don't want you here or people don't want a person in finance, in tech, and X, Y, and Z. It was truly like a me problem that I would need to address mm-hmm. and shift and pivot accordingly, which to me is the more healthy way to go about any type of fear, making it like for me, right. making it like a me problem. of like, okay, I just need to switch. It's not working because I just need to pivot something or I'm missing something. Mm. And so that was the mentality I employed the most.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. And And it sounds like too, you really kind of looked at it as what are the things that I can actually change? Because there are things that you couldn't change. You were coming from a background in finance, there's nothing you could do about that. Um, and so you kind of took the initiative and decided, I'm going to fix the things that I can change so that I'm a better candidate. That makes total sense. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, what was that actually like applying for that first tech job?
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so funny looking back, and like I wouldn't do anything different to be honest, but it's just hilarious looking back at my confidence at the time because I started applying like six weeks after my boot camp started which is absurd that's the stupidest thing <laughs> so yeah my boot camp started end of June I to say like June 26th 2020 mm-hmm. and I started applying like August 1st. You were like, let do I, this. I, yes. I was like, okay, like t- time waste for nobody. Like I need to get up and make that bread. So, so yeah, it was around August 1st. And that was specifically because having come right from college, you know, two minutes ago, I knew the recruitment schedules mm. of companies. And so I knew the most competitive companies open their applications July 15th. And then I knew like everyone else kind of rolls out August 1st, August 15th. And I made sure to, during my boot camp, always push myself in my projects so that they would be job application ready. Mm -hmm. So it definitely took a lot more time and stress and anxiety and just work in general, getting my projects to be those that to be at that level. Mm -hmm. But now it's August 1st and I had, I think I want to say, I had two full like web apps And then one CLI app, like command line okay. app. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, an app that just doesn't have a an interface. It's just through like your terminal and everything. Oh, I see. And so I put those three on my resume as I would any type of job. I listed out the technologies I used, that problem it solves, X, Y, and Z, and built out um, my portfolio and started applying right away. And yeah like the biggest struggle I think for me was I very much am like a fantasizer like I kind of like live in my head of like okay like this is the plan and this is how it's gonna go and I'm gonna get this amazing job and x y and z and so the hardest part for me was like coming back to reality of like hey like let's make sure we do x y and z to get there and so yeah
0: And so do you do you feel like you have any specific habits that have helped you to be successful during that sort of independent learning
1: phase? Oh yes. And I say it all the time, like on my different platforms and everything, and it's build-in burns. So you build something up. So my boot camp, because we were in a whole, you know, parent teacher conference, mm. um, <laughs> there were no like in-person classes. Mm. But It was, like, live, so Zoom, basically. Oh. And so I want to, I like to differentiate that because sometimes the boot camps, they have, like, online classes, so it's, like, self-paced and everything. So this was online just because of that, Mm. but it would have been in person. I see. And so because of that everything was recorded everything was constantly recorded and available like right after the class and what I would do every single night is go through those recordings and build like with the instructor and then burn it to the ground. So either delete the file or create a whole new blank file, turn off the recording, like the video I was watching Mm -hmm. and build it from scratch from my own understanding of concepts. And by doing that, I would catch where I would snag up. I would catch where I would um, get a hiccup. I can't continue past this point, And it would help me see what I needed to learn better. Mm. And so let's say it's like, yeah, now we're the biggest struggle for me was learning javascript which is a pretty um popular very very popular coding language mm-hmm. and so not to get too technical like for example if statements like if this is true then do this with the program and if i saw that every time i would get in those snags now i would go off into my own research like okay researching if statements looking up youtube videos for if statements and da, and getting it so ingrained into my mind that i can now move past that point, mm-hmm. but now I move past that point, and now I catch the next snag, which is like let's say like four loops, and so it's just that constant um, iteration of learning. Yeah. And yeah, I can't tell you how many files um, I have in my on my computer with the exact same name because <laughs> I would build it and then burn it to the ground and then say, make like a copy of it, and so I have like mm-hmm. six copies of like the exact same thing. But that is a thousand, a thousand, a thousand percent. Um, what I think helped me the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like knowing your learning style and what works for yeah. you. That's awesome. Yeah. And so kind of to switch gears, um, let's talk about BFE. Uh, so first, can you tell us about BFE and what actually made you start it?
1: Yes. So BFE stands for the Black Female Engineer. And it's so funny because I knew I was going to start it. I started it uh, when December of twenty twenty. Yes, that's when I started. And it's funny because I knew before I even went through boot camp that I would start it. I knew I would start some type of content creation platform mm-hmm. uh to talk about all of this. Because when I was switching and trying to see, okay, how do I go about, you know, getting the education I need to get into this field in X, Y, and Z, I went a ton on YouTube. YouTube, I believe, is like now what the first, the most popular search engine, um, if not second to only Google. Mm. And so I went on YouTube a ton trying to see, okay, like software engineers or day the lives or how to get into tech and things like that. And I couldn't ever find a black woman talking about this. And the reason that's so important is because what works for some doesn't work for all. Mm. And so the weight of the advice give being given to me, it carries different ways based on who is talking about yeah. it, based on the the uh, background they have. And I rarely ever, ever saw a Black woman until, and I think this is truly just the universe aligning because that's this truly set up the trajectory of the next six months until CNBC, they have their own YouTube channel called, um, and a series called make it. And they talk about different people and the careers they have and the amount of money they make in in the different cities. So if you search, let's say 26 year old technician making a hundred K in San Diego, so that would be a title of theirs Mm -hmm. and you learn about X, Y, and Z. And so Around, let's see, April. I want to say it's April. They had a video pop up that was like twenty-five year old making two hundred ten thousand in New York City, and I just I clicked on it because it was a black woman, and I was like, oh wow, I actually haven't seen a black woman featured before. I'm sure they have had it in the past, but I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. And so I click on it, and this um, woman, her name's Bukola. She Went from, uh, I believe, it was legal to tech without a computer science oh. degree. And she talked about like coding boot camps and everything. And I had never heard of the term before. And after that, I was like, I'm going to make sure I talk more about my experience, talk more about my journey and how to get here. Once I get here, (laughs) once once I get the job, I am going to speak more about it because I felt like that was just like a huge gap in the um, market. And so created my YouTube channel, The Black Female Engineer, yes, December of 2020, and posted consistently for about eight months until I started uh, diving into other platforms. So now I'm on TikTok and Instagram, which is very interesting because TikTok is very um, interested in tech talk, right? Mm -hmm. So tech content breaking into tech content. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that this was the space I was entering um, in that space I had entered until pretty recently, like only maybe like four or five weeks ago. Mm. Like, oh, wow, this is a whole segment of TikTok. And Mm -hmm. so just, yeah. And so... Really, just uh, kept on with that, making really great connections and relationships. Um, and so, yeah, that's what BFE is—the Black Female Engineer. Really, just trying to get you all um, the information you need to make the switch as well. Because whenever I shared my story, I would get comments like, "Oh, you're you're a unicorn, you're X, Y, and Z," and that's like, is. And I see that it's like meant as a compliment, but that's also like not good in my yeah personally. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. Like, let's, let's not make this the norm of like, oh, this is not, you know, common. It's like, let's bring more people on. And so, yeah, that's why I started BFE That's so cool.
0: And I think it's so important too. You're right. There are a ton of boot camps out there, right? But there's not really yes. anybody providing guidance, as far as I've seen, yes. um, of like, which one is the best for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, w- there's many different kinds of tech, right? So there's not just, you know, software engineering. Um, and so like trying to figure out like, what is the best for what you're good at or what you enjoy. Um, So it's really nice to have somebody who can also like guide you in that. Um, because the information that comes from Boot camps is going to be like, come to our bootcamp, right? <laughs> so it's going to be <laughs> slightly biased. Um, So yeah, so it's so cool that, to like have that option to go to somebody like you who can help you make those determinations of what's best for you. And actually kind of on that topic, who would you say are the clients who would get the most out of your course?
1: yeah so yes so I started a course um called Break into Tech, which is meant for people looking into uh get into development, which is what i'm in i'm a software developer software mm-hmm. engineer okay, and so people looking to do the same, but they also are in some non-traditional backgrounds. They are in some other field, whether it's medical, finance, um, services, X, Y, and Z, and they know they want to become a developer. They've maybe tried to code like HTML, CSS a little bit, and they know they want to make the switch, not even because they like love to code, but also simply because of the lifestyle that being in this career can afford you And that's also something that I try to be very frank about. I've shared my salary. I've shared my resume. I've shared um, the benefits I've gotten from my job because I think – I'm in a place where I can make decisions because they're like, oh, it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I understand that some people, they have to make decisions based on their outlook in life and their goals and their family. And so overall, it's for individuals that know that they want to get into the coding space, Mm -hmm. but simply just don't know how to get there. Because like you said, there is so much information out there. Mm -hmm. But what is hard is there's so much information to a fault where it's like, okay, well, which direction do you go in? Right. How do you filter things to know, okay, this is the right thing, this is the wrong thing, X, Y, and Z, because it really can make some pretty uh harsh implications on your path, making a learning path that would have been six months or twelve months into double that. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I created the course, which I need to always um like preface it is not a boot camp at all. It instead is a I call it like a coding path, um, like creator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so really just something where we talk about the different technical roles possible for you, along with we do um, some coding and we do talk about coding fundamentals. Because something that was hard for me, and this is what led me to go to a boot camp, was I was learning all these things like if statements and for loops, da, da, da. I had no idea why I was learning these things. <laughs> right. like, I'm like, okay, well, this is cool. And like, no, it's not quote hard to do. It's like three lines of code. But why am I doing this? Right. I don't understand. And it's that part that a lot of people end up dropping off from their learning. Mm-hmm. And so I go into why we learn if statements, what part of the web app this would be um, – would contribute to so we go over how the pieces come together in that sense and then yeah going over um code alongs and whatnot but then we go over the strategy to employ during your learning and job hunt so that you can switch as quickly as possible because yeah my switch was six months granted I did not have a partner I did not have dependents and whatnot I could put all my time in learning how to code but simply this way and i say this i mean the way i uh yeah i iron out for people it's like this will make it as least gruesome as a, a <laughs> process as possible so these are the portfolio projects to add to your portfolio mm-hmm. these are the things to include in your linkedin this is the activity you should have on your linkedin you shouldn't just post but you should post x y and z and at this frequency and you should um like talking about resumes. So, uh, this is how you should frame out your projects and then going into the job hunt and technical interview and whatnot. And so creating a whole roadmap for people so that whether they are learning through a bootcamp or learning self-paced, they have a path to go so that they can go from their current position to a career as a software engineer in as least a painful process as
0: possible. Mm, That's so cool. And what advice do you have for women who are interested in breaking into tech?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. My biggest advice – so, okay, I'll give, like, non-technical advice and I'll give technical Okay, advice. I like it. So my biggest uh, technical advice is to, like I said before – practice 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 mm. coding is not like riding a bike and I thought it was um so I'd like go for eight hours in a day and then be like hey you know let me take this weekend off and, everything. and definitely take your breaks but I was just like let me take this weekend off and everything I came back Monday Tuesday and I'm like what what is this <laughs> what are, are these concepts I have totally forgotten x y and z and now I have to relearn and whatnot and I actually recently posted something about this where I was like coding like there's minutes a day is better than coding for five hours in one day a week Hmm, and so that practice is really what cements things and so really make sure that you continue that iterative process and continue practicing whatever time you have whether it's 30 minutes or one hour just do that practice as much as you can and as consistently as you can but then in a non-technical realm I would say I'm trying to find one for specifically women that I wouldn't say to anybody. I would say do not, so we talk about dating, you know, as a society, Mm -hmm. and we say, oh, red flags of X, Y, and Z and whatnot. Don't ignore those red flags when you go through um, job hunts and interviews and whatnot, Mm -hmm. even during um, coding boot camps and whatnot. Like, do not ignore red flags. This is actually something that is like more personal to me because I went through an interview like three rounds. I was in the last round and this uh, interviewer was just like really not great not a great person there was like a facade of being a great person Mm -hmm. which is like the worst type of people yes (laughs) but um like I would answer questions and everything and he'd either like undermine my answer or not even my answer but my experience me saying oh I experienced this because I was a black woman but I learned to navigate it by doing x y and z Mm -hmm. and very much undermining it like no that's not because you're a black woman and like da -da da and so, really, really make sure. And I know that there's certain privilege that comes to being able to choose um, different job or job offers and X, Y, and Z. But please, if you can, do not ignore those red flags and take every single opportunity to ask companies about their culture, about mm. their learning process, about what they expect from you the first 30 days, what they expect from you the next 90 days, the hardest part, what the hardest part of your job will be, what the last candidate what their hardest uh, part of the job was and Mm -hmm. what they would say uh, was difficult with the company, ask those questions. I feel like sometimes, especially like now in this day and age, the oh, do you have any questions for us part, a lot of people just use it to impress, like, oh well, I noticed your stock share dipped by ten percent. What do you think? Like, okay, like <laughs> you're
0: like, that's not helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's like maybe impressive, but it's not gonna help you discern different companies, um, their culture. And yeah. so really, really take every opportunity to now interview those companies and make sure it's going to be a safe environment um for you and your learning. Um, yeah, that is the biggest advice I have.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's fantastic advice. Absolutely. Especially, you know, on the interview side, it's, it's a two way street, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're interviewing them just as much. You should be interviewing them yeah. just as much as they're interviewing
1: you. Exactly. Yeah. I've been the person too. I've like pulled up reports of like, okay, so I see that, um, you have a class action suit from this black. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> you're not <laughs> playing that, games. I love it. Then, <laughs> like, can we talk more about this? Like, you, like, how yeah. do you feel? Um, and what do you think? Like, think like I've been the person to literally Google um news articles about the companies before I enter and mm-hmm. see what they have to say about X, y, and Z. So, no, I I'm not playing any games. Like, this is my life. You know, I. But, of course, like I said, there's certain privilege that comes from being able to pick and choose. But mm. definitely, even if you can't, let's say, pick and choose, like let's say you've been job hunting and now now you have your final um, job offer and it's a company that wasn't that great, you at least have um, set expectations up for yourself and mm. know that, okay, let me make sure I um, – yeah, let me make sure I enter this with a certain headspace so that I can uh, be as comfortable and safe in this environment as possible. And also, let me make sure I continue applying even though I'm at this job now. So yes, it can yes. help prepare your next moves in general.
0: Yes, Ugh, that's such great advice. I, I hope a lot of people take it to heart and do, do
1: that. Um, that's
0: fantastic. Well, cool. thank you so much. W- where can we actually learn more about BFE and the courses or services you offer?
1: Yes. So if you go to the blackfemaleengineer.com, um, the full uh, words of the blackfemaleengineer.com, okay. Sorry. I, I am at uh, TikTok. I'm on Instagram. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me. Um, I have like email forms on my website, but actually, if you DM me, you will definitely get an answers super, super uh, quickly. I like to talk to you all and discuss your hopes and dreams and your questions. So yeah, right. feel free to DM me on Instagram. But yes, I'm the black female engineer on everything.
0: Perfect. And I do have one last question. Yeah. I think I saw that you had a newsletter on your website. Yes. So if folks are kind of like, ah, don't know i'm on the fence could they just sign up for your newsletter to kind of get some information
1: yes they can the newsletter is sent out weekly and we go over just like some topics that um i've you know heard i believe this last week was um why do people like quit coding um Mm. and things like that like okay you've learned to code for x amount of time but now you quit so what are what contributes to that and how to get past that and also share three job spotlights for the week and so companies that are actively recruiting And the specific job um, being asked for. And they're always um, entry level or internships. So, yeah, definitely join that newsletter.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today,
1: Naya. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was great just talking with you.
0: I really enjoyed this interview with Naya. Something she said that really stuck with me was how she encouraged job seekers to be on the lookout for red flags and to ask questions in the interview to get a feel for what a company is really like. This is such a great piece of advice. Many times we are so excited to be in the interview being considered for a role that we forget that the interview goes both ways. While the interviewer is interviewing you, you should also be using the interview to determine if the company and the role is a good fit for you. It can be really easy to simply go with the flow and take a job just because it's offered, especially when you're making a career switch and are eager to jump into that new field. But if you end up at a company where they take advantage of you or you know, where you have to deal with a toxic environment, then that can lead to burnout. You might find yourself already done with that shiny new career field after the first few months if the company or the team isn't a good fit for you. So make sure, as Naya suggested, to be on the lookout for those red flags that might indicate a toxic work environment or a space where your voice won't be heard. Those red flags could be as simple as, you know, during your one hour interview, if you hear all of the company drama, (laughs) or if during the interview, the interviewer continually maybe cuts you off and doesn't really let you finish. Another red flag might be a little bit more subtle. For example, for me, a red flag is if the company keeps talking about how they're one big family. That to me can suggest one of two two things or both things that they are going to expect you to work over your contracted time and or that they are maybe not a professional environment if they are treating their teammates like family. So just something to think about um, and maybe consider like what are your red flags? What are things that you know that you do not want in a company? And what are some things that might tip you off about that? All right, that's all I've got for today. I hope that you all enjoyed today's episode with Naya. I'll be back with an episode next month where we focus on helping you identify what career field might be a good fit for you. Until then, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own go find out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO podcast or follow me on Instagram at Go find out Podcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.